Welcome to Speak Your Peace Podcast. Uh, my name is Ian McNaughton of Speak Your Peace. Uh, I work for Speak, Speak Your Peace, so, you know, I'm a part of it. Uh, and joining us today is SYP creator uh, Scott. Scott, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. You know, I love this new weekly segment thing, and it's going to be fun to do it every week, see your cute face every week. So I'm excited. You know, again, I have, I make the joke I have a voice for uh, radio or a face for radio and a voice for journalism. Um, but, you know, it, it's good to see you, too. We got we got a weekly thing going probably till a Super Bowl. I would think I'd say, like, yeah, Super Bowl or maybe just after. Yeah, so probably like a, maybe a month we'll be doing this. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this is, what day is it, the 19th? January 19th, 2021. 2021. Um, lots kind of happening. New stuff going as we are potting right now. Uh, do you want to? St- so you want to start with the uh, the George Springer news? I'm guessing. Yeah. So that's just you know a brief thing again. Baseball off season and who the hell knows when that's going to start. But um, the Blue Jays have just signed George Springer. Details to follow. Um, I'm sure SYP will make a post about it. But Springer is a Blue Jay, and it gives gives the Jays a. Sh- big shot in the arm and it puts a superstar in their outfield which is something they've been missing since jose bautista i i thought i saw that john john Heyman, uh who put out uh six years 150 so okay. so I didn't, I didn't see that but that's so 25 million a year i think for springer which just off the top of my head seems like a lot of money for someone that's a decent enough player, like good player. Uh, it just seems like they could spend twenty five million dollars elsewhere, but you know, yes and no. Again, you think about just Toronto, you got to pay a little more because you know there's taxes involved. There's all kinds of like you know U.S. dollar, Canadian dollar, all that kind of thing. So it's really um, the fact they they have a piece like him is huge. I you know the money, whatever. I th- I think he's worth twenty five million. He's a great he's a great ball player. He's a key piece in the outfield, and he's now a veteran. So think about, you know, that veteran leadership on a young squad. Like, I think he'll be a big piece of that team. And maybe maybe they make the playoffs this year for sure. What if Canadian trash cans are different than American trash cans? And Springer won't be able to bang on trash cans like he was in Houston? <laughs> what if you know, they- maybe they should make a different sound so he can still do it. It's just he... It'll they'll have to do another investigation on it, but yeah, that was yeah, that's that's a whole thing with the Astros cheating scandal. It's yeah, I I I just I don't know. I I think now this is like the best Blue Jays outfield they've had going back to like the Batista, um, Kevin Pillar, Kevin like Pilar, yeah. like when they were going on their runs, they had a, part of it was that they had a really good outfield and. Now you have Guriel Jr. probably taking an outfield spot. Yep. You have Tiasco Hernandez taking an outfield spot. You got uh, George Springer getting a, a, a spot I, somewhere. Yeah, put Springer in right field. I mean, yeah. you could slide Biggio down back to second base, and then yeah, it, we'll see what happens. Again, there's a lot, you know, a lot of time left still, and like like I said, off the top, who knows when the fall season's gonna start? But yeah, part of, part of that is that you're banking on him to just hit a bajillion home runs in the Rogers center with the like short porches there. Like you're, that's kind of why you're paying spring mm-hmm. of the 25 million. It's a different ballpark than Houston. I oh, mean, for sure. You're, you're, you're really just banking on Springer to just hit a bunch of dingers. That's really why you're paying him the extra 25 million. I think hundred percent um, question for you before we go into yes. hockey and football and like the, the meat of this podcast, if sure. you're meat and potato, who's got the better rotation Dodgers or Padres? Oh, I've been asked this a few times. This is actually one of the questions I've asked. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna say Dodgers because I, I am also like I love Clayton Kershaw. I have a photo. I think I, I think it's sitting right there. Photo of Clayton Kershaw, uh, mm-hmm. frame, frame photo that I that I've had as a kid because I love Kershaw. It's like the modern day Sandy Koufax. But those Padres Dodgers games are gonna be really good. This <laughs> really good. And, and yeah. the Blue Jays even signed the Padres closer Kirby Yates. He's now a he's now mm-hmm. a Blue Jay too. So keep yeah. that in mind next year. That's there you go. one. He's thirty three years old, so it was a one year deal. But just one more piece of the Blue Jays puzzle, perhaps. And it's a, it's a bit of a loss for the Padres too. 
But if we're going if we're going just purely on rotation, Rota- rotation purely, pu- yeah. purely rotation. Uh, I'm taking the Dodgers. Okay, interesting. I, that was one of the questions um, that I've that I've been asked in the last like week or so. I just thought of it now, and um, they they, like, they they I would say they have the two best rotations in the league, just top to bottom. I would say two best yeah. rotations. Uh, I think the Dodgers is better. I'm giving the I'm giving the edge to the Dodgers. They're also a better team. In my opinion, again, I might get some flack for that, but I think the Dodgers will get their reigning World Series champs, right? So they are, and and it's really like, it's really tough when you have. Kudos to the Dodgers, by the way, because most of it is homegrown. Like Jock Peterson, homegrown. Cody Bellinger, homegrown. Bellinger, yeah. Corey Seager, homegrown. Mm-hmm. Like Ma- uh, Max Muncy, homegrown. Like a bunch of those guys are just homegrown yeah. prospects who have turned out to be really well. Um, the Padres are kind of doing that the same, but they've had to make a, a bunch of moves to make it happen as well. They've, they've had to make more moves than the Dodgers did. But yeah, I, but that's, that's part of building the team. That's part of building the team. That, that, not to say that they're, I was going to say, that's not to say that you're worse by doing that. I just wanted to give kudos to the Dodgers because they, they've really done a good job scouting and finding talent. I think the Dodgers are the better team. I... I I'm intrigued to see how they do it a full 162 game season. Mm-hmm. Not to say, not to say that they were again they were awful last year or that whatever the 60 games they played last year didn't matter, but I just want to see it over a full season when you have sure. more injuries and stuff like that. Um, who do you, you think the Dodgers are better? I think they're a better team. Um, I'm interested to see like how Dar- I think Darvish is the X factor. If Darvish can get back to what he used to be a couple years ago, like, then I say Padres, but right now the Dodgers are, have a better rotation. The, the interesting part with Darvish is that he's with ne- he, he hasn't felt the same since that World Series game against Houston. It, it, I mean, the Cubs actually wasn't a horrible fit for him. He, he just hasn't felt like that same guy in how many yeah, years. I agree. Sure. Um, I don't know if that changes this year. It might if they get a season. Who knows? But who knows? Only time will tell. Um, football or about, hockey? Do you, what do you want to go? What do you want to talk about first? Let's go football. You want to talk about I think, football? I think well, because again, interest season just started, but football is like in the heart of the playoffs. So I think let's uh, let's talk about that. So, if you didn't know, the Bucks beat the uh, Saints on Sunday. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Browns. Packers beat the Rams on Saturday, and then uh, what was the Saturday? Oh, uh. Buffalo being Bills. the Ravens. The Bills Raven. being the Ravens. Um, yeah. So now we have the Bills playing the Chiefs on Sunday at Arrowhead. That's going to be the late afternoon game. And then the Packers are going to be hosting the Bucks. That's the early game uh, Sunday afternoon. So really good championship games. Like, that's, yeah, no like, kidding. Like those are... I those don't are know four how, good te- Those are four good teams right there. All, all of them could win the Super Bowl. Like, I, I don't think anybody... Like, I don't... See how you know. Tampa could Tampa could win it. Green Bay could win yep. it. Buffalo could win. I, I, all those teams are capable of winning the Super Bowl. Is what I'm trying to say. Hundred. Oh, I don't doubt that for a second. And even like fifth seed Buccaneers. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a quarterback. Like six time champion. You can't sleep on Brady. You. And I said that to you. I think a couple weeks ago. Like he beat Breeze. Let's see if he's gonna beat Rogers here. And then maybe next week or the week, you know, a couple weeks from now, he'll beat Mahomes or Allen. Who knows? Kudos to Brady for making very key plays. Uh, he had, this, yes. he had, I mean, that throw, I don't know if you saw it with Tyler Johnson, not the mm-hmm. lightning player, the football player, um, where he threw it in a place where only Johnson could get it, but Johnson had to reach out so far to catch it, and he did. And then later yep. on that same drive, he made a beautiful play to Scotty Miller, who I'm pretty sure is like the football equivalent of you, just has a personality and an upbeat white guy. Um, great play to Scotty Miller. Brady Brady's hot. I mean, Brady's hot. He, he, and I think something that I read has something to do with that. And I know in sorry to interrupt you in New yeah. England, um, uh, there's obviously Belichick Brady, that's iconic, you know, player co- or quarterback coach duo. But in Tampa with Bruce Arians, Bruce, is, he's talking to the media. He said he's letting Tom kind of do more of the coaching and more of, like, the pl- – like, obviously the coach does play calling, but Brady's kind of designing these plays because he know he knows what works and he knows how guys get open. And like you said, some of the plays he made on Sunday – Sunday? was Sunday? Sunday, yeah. Sunday, yeah. Um, he just 
and you could just tell like it was something that Brady kind of manufactured and um, really cool to see to hear that from a coach being like I'm letting this guy take the reins because he's that good. The the Brady aspect of it is really cool. What's really sad from that game was the Drew Brees aspect of that yeah. potentially being his final game as a Saint. Um, final game period. You don't know. Final game period. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on Drew Brees. It's a really interesting discussion I, ha- I had with some people about Brees this week. Where Brees, he was never the guy in the league. Like, I don't think anybody, he was never the top quarterback in the league at one point. He was okay. always playing, like, second, second, third, fourth fiddle to someone. But I, I, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts of it. Because I know I would think a bit more than you would. But... As someone who follows football more, less ca- you know, more casually. Yeah, I would compare Drew Brees to. I hate to go back to hockey. I'd compare him to like Mario Lemieux, because you're right. He was never like the top dog. He won Super Bowl once. 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 Yeah, he won one Super Bowl, um, and that was a good, that was a totally legit win. There wasn't like any no. anything speaks about that was you know good clean win by the Saints. Um, and again, well, I think he's got a his regular season numbers are spectacular. I think he's got a few records. I think it's receiving like or um, passing yards or touchdowns. I think it's one of those, one of the two. Um, I don't him, know exactly. Him, him and Brady have like been flip flopping back and forth with like yeah. their passing yards. But either way, my point is like he's like Lemieux to Brady's Gretzky in a way that he's so dominant, but he doesn't get the attention that he probably should get. And it's funny, you mentioned he's not the guy. A guy like Rodgers, I think, almost gets more attention. Yeah. that's what, That was the point I was going to make with Breeze, was that, like, I would, I, I think as a career standpoint, I, I would rather have Brady. I don't think there was ever a time where I would take Breeze over Brady, except for maybe one season when he when he did that one season, he won the Super Bowl. I'd always, I think, for the most part, take Manning over Breeze. The only Eli or, time, Eli or Peyton. Peyton, obviously. The one time I would take Peyton, like the one time I would take Breeze over Peyton was um, kind of like, Bre- Peyton, like Peyton's injury issues, right? Well, near the end, like when Bre- when Peyton was going for the last Super Bowl, which he won, he mm-hmm. was awful. He didn't seem like he could throw a ball more than ten yards. And during that time, the Saints were going like seven and nine or an eight and eight, and Breeze was throwing for over five thousand yards in a season. Like, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and and then Rogers, I would, I I've always thought of Rogers over Breeze, but I mean, Rogers has always had his, you know not his struggles, but I mean, there's always been that you know criticism of him not performing in the playoffs as well. So hundred percent, and I think part it's interesting because you compare the three of those guys, Rogers, Breeze, and Brady, and you look at. Um, Breeze, and you look at Brady. They always had good receivers or tight ends on their teams. They always had a pretty decent running backs. Yeah, their main like issues, like Deflate Gate in Brady's case, and they had the Bounty case with New Orleans, and then Sean Payton doing some shit. Um, Rogers has never from other. I, I think of Jordy Nelson, and who's the guy now? Um, what's the Packers receiver? Devontae Adams. Guy? That's the one, Devontae Adams. Other than those two guys, I don't really remember like a bona fide star receiver on the Packers. You go, we can go back to like Greg Jennings, like Greg Jennings way, way back. Yeah, but, I mean, but, I, but I mean, even like for a while there, Rogers' top running back was Eddie Lacy. And then who was good in college, but that's it. He, he was fine at some points in the NFL. I don't know if he was ever great in the NFL. And then yeah. for a while there, it didn't really have a running back. And that that's what we're going to look back in the history books is, and I don't know if, you know, when we look back, people are going to look at the stats and say, oh, this Breeze guy was like the number one, best quarterback in history. Well, not really. He never really, really. he never really no. was the best guy at one point outside of the time he won the Super Bowl, but He's definitely a Hall of Famer, and he's definitely a guy who needs to get his respect. So, oh, I put all all three of those guys in the Hall of Fame right now. Hundred, like yeah, first first ballot without a doubt. 
just in terms of the GOAT quarterback conversation, I still think it's Brady. I still it's think it's not, Brady. Not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. Um, so then we got the upcoming games this weekend. So again, Pac's hosting yes. the Bucks. Uh, the Chiefs yep. are hosting the Bills. Uh, I think your boy Patty Mahomes is going to be cleared to play on Sunday. He was dealing with that's good. He was he was dealing he got, with he got pretty hard, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he got some concussion problems. So I think he's all go for Sunday. But that, that's good. Don't quote me on that yet. This is only Tuesday night. Um, who do you who do you think is going to come out on top in those games? It's hard, man. The Bills have been so good this year, but it's so it, you just can't you can't go against the Chiefs. Not in this, not in this situation, not in this environment. With how how Mahomes has been, yes, he got hurt, but outside of that, he's been terrific. And just they, the Chiefs brought a, like a lot of their guys back. Tyreek Hill is really good. Um, I think is uh, not Ke- Kittle, Kelsey. Kelsey, Kelsey. Yeah, it's one of something with K. Um, they're both you know really good. I can't go against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win it. And then the NFC is a little different. The NFC. I pick, I picked the Bucks to win. I'm not gonna go against Brady, but I don't like you said off the top. Like all four of these teams could win the Super Bowl, and that means all four teams could easily win their game. Yeah, I I don't hate either of those picks. I'm gonna say the Bills win. On wow. I'm gonna say the Bills win. Okay. No, again, I I'm not entirely confident in this. I'm just going to go with the Bills because I think they have the better defense. Okay. The, okay. Josh Allen is is clearly incredible, a bona fide stud quarterback. Mm-hmm. The defense of the Bills is very underrated. It does not get enough credit for how well it's performed in the last three months. Um, okay. I, it's not easy. It, it's not going to be easy. This is arguably the toughest team that the Chiefs have faced in the... Because I don't know if you saw the stat. So Andy Reid is now the first coach to have three... To host three consecutive conference championship games twice. So he did it in 2002, 2003, 2004 with Philadelphia. And then mm-hmm. he did it... Um, so what is it? 2018, 2019... Uh, or 2019, 2020, 2021 or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, so with that, I think this bill, this Bills team is the toughest team that the Chiefs have faced during that time. Okay. And, and the other thing, here's the thing. I want to go back to this point that I, I made this point last year during the NFL playoffs. Mm. There are teams who have what I like to call like comeback offenses where they have an offense that's built to come back if they get down. Right. The Chiefs have that. The Bills have that. The Chiefs had that happen to them three times, twice, three times last year. Yeah. Against Mm -hmm. uh, the Texans, against the Titans, and against the 49ers in a Super Bowl, the Chiefs came Mm -hmm. back. The Bills have that offense. The Ravens don't have that offense. That's why the Ravens lost, because the Ravens don't have that comeback offense. They have a, I don't know, stationary is not the right word, but it's very much a. Go build a lead and then hold on. They're a very running-centric team, though, aren't they? They are, but it's just they, their offense is go get ahead early yeah, and then hold that lead. Like the, right. the Ravens are not meant to, say, throw the ball down the field and come back if they get down a touchdown in a game or something like that. I gotcha. Okay. Um, that's why I'm going to go with the Bills because I think they have the oh. comeback offense if needed and they have the better defense. So the better I'm, defense. I'm going to take the Bills. Oh. Um, the in, the the X factor in the Green Bay Tampa game, I think it's going to snow in Lambeau. I think there's is a, it? I think there's okay. a fifty percent chance it's going to snow in Lambeau. Now that's not bad to necessarily for Tampa Bay because Brady's obviously played in the snow playing in New England for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. But so that won't be an issue. But I'm going to go with Green Bay. I, okay. I, I just think that Rodgers is also on another level this year. Yeah. Um, so so good last week against the Rams, which was kind of demoralizing considering how the Rams treated the Seahawks two weeks you know, ago. <laughs> but Rodgers, A.J. Dillon, 
Um, oh fuck, who's their other running back that's really good? Oh, it's it's on top. Of, uh, it's on the top of my head right now. I can't I can't think of his, what his name is, but Devonte Adams, um, AJ Dillon's their backup running back. Right, but and the pack and the Packers defense is actually low key good as well. Zadarius Smith, Jahir but, Alexander, but their defense. Same. Low-key. Sort of the same as the Bills, kind of underappreciated. Underappreciated. But okay. there, I, I do want to shout out Devin White on the Bucks. He's a linebacker. He's their kind of middle linebacker. Him and Levante David are like their two linebackers. Devante, or, or Devin White, speedy, rangy. I love the pick when he got drafted. I think it was a 2018 draft, kind of the same as the Kyler Murray draft. I think this is his second season. Okay. Rangy. He can move quick both sideline to sideline. I love him. He's cool. really good. Watch out for him on Sunday. He's gonna. He made some plays against the Saints. He'll make some more plays against the Packers. But I'm gonna say the Packers win. Um, okay. and I have the Packers playing the Bills in the Super Bowl, which is actually not great because I think people want to see the Rodgers Mahomes Super Bowl. Like I think that's kind of what we need and kind of what we've been destined for. Yeah, or Brady going for a seventh. I think people wouldn't mind seeing that either. You know, there's a bit of a rooting interest, I think, with Brady. Now that he's on a different team. I hope team. so. Well, he's on a different team, so he's more likable. He, he's he got a really good like cast of people around him. Like, he's got, yeah. you know, Brown, Gronk, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. The Bucs, don't sleep on the Bucs. Yeah, they're a fifth seed, but they're a good team. They're a really good team. And they're a good I, team. I'm, ex- yeah. I'm excited to see both games, but I got the Packs playing the Bills. Cool. I like it. All right. <laughs> Uh, I like it. You want to talk hockey? Let's talk hockey. It's, that's that's why I'm here. It's what I'm best at. So. Okay. Um, so, the Leafs are good. The Leafs are in first place right now. The Leafs are in first place right now. Are they the best team in the NHL? No. No? No. God, no. In no. the NHL? In the North right. Division? Maybe. That's up for debate. But not the but NHL. I, I want to... I'm not even close. No? Okay. I would take out, like, five or six other teams over them right now. Are you just respecting Vegas because of what they did to your Ducks the other night? Well, no, but they are the, – the Knights are – I picked them to win the Cup. So, what, well, I, what I, happened I, with the Ducks, that's a whole other thing. But um, I just I just think with the Maple Leafs, it's like, you know, because obviously there's the highs of the highs with them when they win and then the lows of the lows. And now that they won two straight, people are, are happy. But yeah. – um, God, that North Division is so good. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, someone, I re- I heard some. I think it was, someone in Sun Sports, and I'm not sure exactly who it was, but they said that Montreal's defense is probably the best in the NHL. And I, I don't disagree. I don't fully disagree with that statement. God, you know, I don't want to talk about the Canucks now. I want to save the Canucks for later on in the yeah, podcast. For later, but, yeah. um... I thought the Canucks had, like, low-key one of the best defenses in that division. And then I watched Montreal, and I'm like, okay, Montreal's defense is, like, really good, actually. I (laughs) I was wrong. (laughs) When Joel Edmondson isn't on your top pair, people don't know Joel Edmondson, but he's a rock-solid defender. And when Alex Romanov, who is a stud rookie, is your third-pairing D-man, he's got a goal already. You know and what? Weber and Weber, Sherratt, Petrie. Petrie's their, lead, their leading defense score, and oh, I yeah. barely mentioned Shea Weber. Oh yeah, no, no. I was gonna say like Romanoff is like the complete opposite to the rest of what that decor is. Like Romanoff, yeah. be, like Romanoff is like you know the you know high flying, mobile skater. You know, re- really good puck. But mover. that's what that's what they need. That's the oh thing. yeah, no, that's totally what they need. But then you have like Shea Weber, who's a fit, physical body who really, like, he's just a menace to play against. And that's the same for Petrie. Yeah. That's the same for Sherrod. Petrie's a hybrid of both. I think Petrie's a better Petrie's a better puck mover. Yeah. And he's a power play quarterback, right? So, I mean, he moves pretty well. But you're right. Romanov, Romanov is their best moving defenseman. I think he's better than Sergeyev. Or he will be, at least. He will be. He isn't now, but he will be. Oh, okay. That's a hot take. All right. right. Um, let's round out the Canadian division, then. So... Edmonton is awful. Right now, okay. Don't don't press the panic button yet. I, okay, I, I know I picked them to win the, the North, but 
they'll be they'll be better. They gotta figure some shit out. My, if I'm an Oilers fan, my hand is like hovering over the panic button. Like my hand is like a li- little concerning if you're an Oilers fan because I think okay. he, I think people have figured out how to play the Oilers. And yeah, it's slow slow them down. No, it's just have a good goalie and defense. Well, that works for against every other team. No, What's because every- the Oilers have a poor, not poor, but below average decor and goaltending. So you just have to score three goals. You, you're you're bound to score if you have a decent enough offense. You're bound to score three goals against the Oilers, and if you have a good enough goalie, you're you, maybe like, you'll win, yeah, you win the game. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So I think fair that's enough. I think Edmonton's like pretty easy to play against. I think teams have figured out Edmonton. Okay. Um, fair enough. I can. I- can I hype up Schutzla, please? I asked you a couple. couple you of can years. hype up. I'll I'll give you like I don't know how much time you need, but take it. Take I mean, as much I need time. One, I need give me one minute, and then I'll be good. I don't have to talk about him anymore. I'll give you one minute. Okay. Talk about Schutzla. Go ahead. Starting now. So viewers, I picked Schutzla to win the Calder, and I love my pick so far. Um, for those of you who watched Saturday night, I was sitting on my bed watching the game. Not, not even kidding you, and I was like, I was so hyped when that goal went in. That was amazing. Um, what what a play! What a shot! What a selly too. That guy, and it's not even that goal. That's you know that the goal is great, but how he moves and how he handles himself on the ice, he's just gaining more and more confidence. He's gonna get better and better. And you know, the team's really like bringing him. And he's a nineteen year old kid. They're bringing him in, like making him feel welcome. He's a critical part. He'll be he will be a critical part of that team. And I think he's gonna be a superstar in the next four to five years. All right, you you yield the rest of your time back to me. You didn't quite reach a minute, but that's fair. Um, you know, Ottawa might be okay. I agree. They might and like like they're not awful. They're not. They're not as awful as people thought they would. Yes. Yes. For I, sure. I will agree with that. And a lot of that has to do with kind of how the team, how their forwards, and how their whole teams progressed. Matt, having Matt Murray really helps. Yes, that's and, one thing. And I was a bit concerned about Murray just because of how their defense is, but there doesn't seem to be that big of an issue yet. Yeah. It's still early. And here's but... the here's the thing with Murray is that he know like the Sens have made it very clear he is their guy. They yeah. brought him in. They paid a lot for him. And in Pittsburgh, he never really like other you know he was terrific in the year he won the cup, but outside of that, he I felt like he had like some sort of like pressure like pressure because. You know, Flurry was there for a bit. Jari came out of nowhere, seemingly, and he was really good. Um, and now in, in Ottawa, that he's the guy. Like, I think he's gonna like relax and be like, okay, let's just stop the puck, let's make the saves, and we'll play good in front and you know behind this team. So, I think the, I think the thing with Murray was that he was kind of replacing Flurry. Yeah, like he was the guy to replace Mark Andre Flurry, who they drafted first overall like fifteen mm-hmm. years ago, right? Like, two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah. So like you know you're replacing a, a prominent figure, and it it it's it kind of too bad how it ended, but it it ended, and now he's in Ottawa, and now the team is okay. I yeah. think the team is like they're not awful, they're not yep. horrible, but they're okay, and there are some pieces there. Will they be lost in the North, do you think? Oh. It's, it's, the North division is going to be a shit show the whole season. I know it's hard to answer that. but I'll say yes, but yeah. I don't – it's not – I don't think it's going to be outrageously bad. Like, it, I don't think – here's the thing. I think there's only one team, and we'll just, we can discuss them in a bit too. I think there's only one team that's maybe like Detroit Red Wings level bad. La- okay. like, like last year, Detroit bad. Okay. I think I I think like even Ottawa, they weren't that great last year, but they'll be better, I would think, on pace than what they were last year. I agree with that. Um, sure. Do want I want to talk a little bit about Calgary? So yeah, for the for those who don't know, so I bought a Blasty jersey. <laughs> I like the Blasty jersey. I think it looks cool. I am shipping it. I'm supposed to get it on Monday, and then I'm shipping it to Scott, and then Scott, you're gonna stitch it up with some Kachuk stuff on it because I'd like to get some Kachuk stuff on it if you could please. I'll get it sorted, don't worry. Um, we, ha- we have our deal, don't worry. We have our deal. So, I don't know if the Flames are actually good or if they just beat up the Canucks for two games and the Canucks are awful, but we'll discuss Vancouver later on. Uh, is Calgary good? 
It's way too early to tell. <laughs> I marked it's good. way it's yeah, Markstrom's good. I agree with that. The defense, that Valimaki guy's finally yeah. coming into his own. He's actually playing well now. Um, if Goudreau and Monaghan have gotten going, which is something that never happened last year. Yeah. And Matt Kachuk's taking another step, believe it or not. Kachuk is playing like a Kachuk. He's just being a pest. Yeah, just getting it. I I don't know if you saw. I think it was last night when they were playing, and the and the Canucks just had an awful second period. But Myers, I thought it looked like he kind of butt ended Kachuk. I don't know if you saw. I that. didn't. Oh, he just punched him in the head. He kind of punched him right in the face. But I I didn't know. I have I I had to take a I had to take a look at it again. But it kind of looked like he butted like Myers kind of opened it and butt ended him a little bit. But anyway, uh, so it's. Hard to tell. Yeah. Either way, it's a penalty. Yeah. Even if it's just a glove, or yeah, it's a it's just a stupid penalty. But um, I, the Flames, I think, have the potential to be a playoff team. I don't know for sure if they're a playoff team. I, I there, there's 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 something there. There's something there with Calgary. Yeah, I agree. And you know, there's a few, obviously the X factor is going to be Markstrom. If Markstrom plays like he did last year, the Calgary the Flames make the playoffs. Um, so that's a, that's the Calgary talk for our boy Bradley. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, he, I, we were talking last night actually, um, and he's I, we're, I mean we're both impressed with Dylan Dubé. He's yeah, he's now I think he plays on the half wall in their first power play, which is something you didn't I think he was good drill there last year. Yeah. Um, but he's what I noticed he really he was kind of chunky and like just bulky last year. He's slimmed down. He's gotten quicker. He's a little faster, and he's still got that kind of bite to him. Captain of the World Juniors, twenty eighteen. Gold Former Kelowna Rocket. Former Kelowna Rocket. He 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 he's adjusted to the NHL game. I think there's a different. There is a difference between the dub game and the NHL game, and I think totally. Dubé is finally getting it, or at least he's he's showing that he's got it. For sure, and I think it, I mean he's been rewarded. He's on the I think he's on the first line with um, Kachuk and who's the center on that line? Is it's it not Mon- It's not Monahan. No, it's, I think it's either Backlund or. Uh, Lindholm. Lindholm, yes, Lindholm. Um, I, speaking of L names, Lucic even was looking like half decent last night. Like he he looked oh. like he, he, he looked yeah. he, he looked like not totally incompetent too. Looks better. Um, better. We'll, we'll we'll finish off Canada quickly. Uh, Winnipeg, I I yeah, Winnipeg. Uh, that whole the whole Patrick Laine situation is concerning. Yes, and I just don't know what to make of the Jets. I it's it's too early. It's too early to tell. Um, but it's you know we'll see what happens with Lonnie. If there's been talk about him going to Columbus for Dubois, and if that happens, the the Jets are s- super deep down the middle with Shifleek toss Dubois on, on like below him, Wheeler Stastny's there too, like. They're they're nuts down the middle. So would you do that line A for Dubois like one for one? If I was the Jets, just in general, like if you Jets or Jackets, because I don't know that the Jackets make that move. No, I don't. I don't, I don't I, think they do. I don't. If I was the Jets, I would take it in a heartbeat. I don't. What well, I, I was gonna say for the Jackets, I don't know if you're any further ahead with line A than you are like right now with Dubois. No, because because you, you need better centers. Yeah, Columbus has good wingers. They just need they need better center depth. And they, they need a guy. They were thinking Dubois would be the guy that would be their kind of impact, you know, that their impact center. Yeah. That could be their number one. And he very well could be. I just don't think he like, wants to be in Columbus anymore. I, I was, I've been watching Columbus the last two days because they've been playing the Red Wings. And right. yeah. Max Domi is not a center. Like, we know. No, like, he's a winger. No, he's a winger. like, he's taking face off for the Jackets. And it's just like, okay, Torts, this isn't working. Like this isn't happening. Yeah. Like you got to do something about Do like because that's that's, and and then imagine if you keep Domi at center and you trade Dubois. Well, you're fucking worse than when you started. Um, sure. do you want to talk about the Pacific next? Do you want to each talk about our teams, or do you want to talk about the Pacific, or what? What other takeaway takeaways do you have so far? Man, I'm just watching this Avalanche and Los Angeles game. Holy crap! I gave yeah. up, I gave up after the first goal. Like I knew Colorado had it after the first goal. Oh, it's just so dominant. Yeah, it's on. Un- it's unbelievable. And I think, like we t- we talked about in our, in our preview, 
the Blues, the Avalanche, and the Knights are the three best teams in the West. There's, there's no even, not even questioning it. And the Avs, uh, and the Avs like shut out the Blues eight nothing, didn't they? Eight like, nothing. Yeah, um, which is insane. Crazy. That was insane. And, and I, I wish I had watched that game because I would have liked to see how dominant the Avs really were. Well, and now you know tonight it really makes my LA pick look really cool as a wild card sleeper. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, Columbus has been really good. No complaints from the Avs. The only complaint I do actually, I, the the only complaint I do have is their blue pants look ugly with that. Oh, LA uniform. terrible. And in their home jerseys with the blue helmets, it looks horrible. It doesn't look that good. I, I'm sorry if there's an Avs fan listening who disagrees with us, but I don't think it looks that good. All the boys downstairs agree with me. Um, it looks horrible. It's awful. Um, yeah, speaking of which, Vegas and your Ducks played on Saturday night. That was a disappointing loss, to say the least. Yeah, you're right, and it was. It was one nothing until two minutes left in the third, and then our boys kind of blew it. However, on Monday night, or yeah, Monday night, uh, they played the Wild and they beat the Wild one nothing. So is that what so, your Ducks are this year? It's just a, a a stupid trap team who wins games one nothing. I hope that changes, and I think for, this is my opinion. I think Zeger should be in the NHL. He's in. He's with San Diego right now. I don't know why. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, your guess is good as mine, but I think they they just need. Another some more dynamic play up front, like their forwards are fine. Oh, dude, dude, don't disrespect Max Comtois like that, dude. Like Max, I know. Max Comtois is just lighting up the lamp. Uh, so fantasy, the, fantasy the, Anaheim Ducks have, the Anaheim Ducks have four goals total as a team this year in th- three games, <laughs> and Max, I'm not even kidding you, Max Comtois has three of them, <laughs> and he's the, he apparently so he wasn't supposed to play on Saturday, and. He got put. He got put in the lineup. He's only got the scored. So, yeah, it's silly. Max but, Max Comtois to you is what Bobby Ryan is to me right now. True. Um, former Anaheim Duck Bobby Ryan. Former Anaheim Duck Bobby Ryan. No, I I laugh at that. The where I was like, God damn it! If Comtois is the leading scorer on this team, this team is not going far this not, year. Not going far this year. Yeah. That's and I, and no disrespect to Comtois, I like Comtois, but I mean, you you yeah, that's. Not great. Um, I'm just going to talk about my Red Wings for like two seconds. Sure, go ahead. Go um, go Bobby Ryan for the heart, question mark, by the way. Like, he's got, I think, four goals in four game, three games. Um, stay, with your, stay with your McKinnon pick. No, 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 no. Bobby Ryan. No, no. My pick was Barzell. Um, oh, wait, right. Barzell, right. I uh, Bobby Ryan should get some heart consideration because then it helps the <laughs> voters, you know, not have it to give it to either Drysaddle or McDavid. I'll um, cut you a deal. If Detroit makes the playoffs and Ryan has 50 goals, then we can talk. Ryan's not having 50 goals. Come on now. <laughs> um, I mean, Detroit, here's the thing. This team, the thing with the Red Wings is that there is actually competence. Uh, this team has a much higher compete level compared to last year. and The Wings do, yeah. The Wings do. And Detroit is just better to watch as a whole part of it is that you don't really know what you're getting every night like mm-hmm. tonight we won 3-2 over columbus in overtime uh we lost 3-2 yesterday to columbus after yesterday afternoon and then we had a line brawl at the uh, almost at the end of it which was funny with larkin and ruwenski can we talk actually can we talk about that? yeah funny. yeah go for it what do you what do you what do you think uh, i just thought it was well, i'm not sure if you saw a uh, spin chicklets post so new captain dylan larkin because, you know, there's a few fans allowed in Detroit, right? Correct me wrong on that. Yes, there are. I know where you're going with this, but continue. So, nor- normally, again, normally, like, play- home players get a certain amount of tickets each, you know, for each game. And the cap, you know, the better players, the captains get usually more tickets. So, Larkin gets, you know, gets two k- tickets per game, usually given to his parents. But this game, he gave them to Zach Ransky's parents, his old roommate from University of Michigan when they played in college. And... Flash, like, three hours later, they're scrapping it out end of the third period behind the net. I just, the it's just so funny. That's just a hockey thing. And I guarantee you, after, like, you know, in two days, they'll be bros again. 
Guaranteed. That's just how hockey is. Oh yeah, no, no, and because I was so I was watching that game, and they mentioned it at the beginning of the. I was watching the Red Wings broadcast of it, and they were right. mentioning that at the beginning of the of the game, and oh, you know, these guys are really good buddies, they're really good friends. What a nice gesture by Larkin. And then when the fight happens, it's like, oh my god, Larkin and Rowenski are scrapping behind, they're throwing punches behind the net. And it's just like, this is great. I love this. Um, this is the content we've been waiting for. <laughs> well, and then um, Bobby Ryan, I mean, obviously everyone focused on the Larkin story. Bobby Ryan was fighting uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Okay. And that was awesome because those were both the goal scorers and Bobby Ryan was in a fight. Yeah, Bobby, those two guys don't fight. <laughs> no, they're like the compolar opposites. And Ryan and Bjorkstrand are just having it out for one another. So, so what, I, gotta ask, I didn't watch the game. What was the reasoning behind, like what started that brawl? So what happened was, so this was, uh, this was about a minute left in the third. Detroit was down by, I think it was two at the time. One or two. They needed a goal, anyways. And they had six men on, and Blue Jackets had five men on. Uh, Detroit won the faceoff. Manto was at the point. He shot it in. Uh, it didn't get through right away, but after some pushing and shoving, the puck went in the net. But part of it was that I think it was Bertuzzi, Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, no, Bobby Ryan. It was Bobby Ryan who got cross-checked from behind. Uh, and, then, and, the, okay. and then the puck went in. They originally didn't call it a goal, but then after further review, it got to, you know, it became a goal. But before the review, um, people came in pushing and shoving, and then Marensky and Larkin started fighting, and then Ryan and Bjorkstrand started fighting, and someone else, I want to say maybe Manta or Bertuzzi, started getting into it with somebody else, and it was like, it wasn't anticipated because there was nothing in the game that no. Yeah, there's nothing. It was nothing warranted. It just the no. It's just like the one, yeah. the one, the one like in front of the net play, and now we got three guys, you know, four four guys dropping the gloves. Um, yeah, and that's why I thought it was weird because it just like I I didn't watch the game, but just under the impression, just impression like nothing really happened. No, but, and there's and there's no animosity between either team. Like there's not, <laughs> well, a, there's, not, not anymore. Big no, guy. <laughs> well, there's not there's not a Blue Jackets Red Wings rivalry. Like, there's not really, a, like, I don't have any animosity towards, like, Columbus. I, I think most Red Wings... I don't think Columbus is any rivalry, any team. No, like, I think most Red Wings fans would tell you, like, you know, we actually respect Columbus because they play well. But the Red Wings are, are, are not really a playoff team, but they are average. Slightly, okay. Average is slightly below average. But they're definitely not the worst team, and they're probably not going to make the playoffs. But I'm happy with the Red Wings. I, I am. They're like they're middle of the pack. Middle of the okay. pack. They they are might probably going to be in like the low percentage odds for a lottery pick. The Blackhawks are the worst team in that division. Oh my god, that team is so bad. I feel holy. bad for Patrick and Duncan Keith. Holy, like, that team is awful. I know it's terrible. Um. Worst team by a mile, by the way. Like, it's not even close. Yeah. And Out of all, every division, yeah. Every team, Chicago is the worst, and part of it is just because of goaltending. Like, they don't have an NHL goalie. Well, they have an NHL backup as their starter. Okay, they don't have a, they don't have a starter. They're, they, they are starting guys who shouldn't be starting. True. Very true. Um, They have no center depth. Not right now. Strom's... When Dylan Jones, your number one center, you're asking yeah. for trouble. Yeah, you're you're not winning a whole lot of games. But this was also expected to, you know, with I don't think it was gonna be this bad. Yeah, I guess. But I get but it's kinda like the Detroit thing, I should say, where it's like if you're gonna <laughs> lose, just lose badly. It's a bit yeah. of, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but if you're gonna lose, just absolutely suck. Suck, so and they're gonna what well, they're going to this year because their top two centers are gone, and that doesn't help anybody. And Coy Crawford's gone; he's you know their starter is now retired. Yeah. Uh, so it's just it's just a mess for Chicago. But again, it's kind of you know they're in a deep rebuild. Excuse me, and that's what, you know that's what was expected, right? So, yeah. Uh, any other NHL hockey takeaways? Things you want to mention? Um, before before the, we the East division is nuts. I. The Devils won today because Jack Hughes decided to score two goals. 
over the He decided Rangers. to be good. Yeah. I think he's going to take some big steps this year. I yes. hope so. They need him. I too. hope they need him to. Exactly, yeah. Um, Lafreniere hasn't scored his first goal yet. I don't know if he has any points. The Rangers have been a mixed match of what the fuck is going on there. That's true. Yeah, that's they, true. Didn't they, they got shut out by the Islanders for nothing, and then they beat the Islanders for nothing? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So the Rangers, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. Pittsburgh has below <clears throat> average defense. Um, true. Just, just sloppy play from Pittsburgh. Yeah. They won today, they won today but that's because of Sidney Crosby. Uh, my boy Carter Hart got pulled. He had a brutal night the other night against Buffalo. Yeah, but otherwise, the Flyers have been good. They won tonight against Buffalo with Brian Elliott. They did. So, yeah. probably just an off game with Hart. Um, uh, and, and, by the way, uh, Mitch Marner uh, with Neil Pionk. I don't know if you saw that yesterday. Where Marner scored the empty netter, and then Pionk took a shit like ran, took a oh run yeah yeah afterwards. I saw that. Um, yeah. Marner's like fuck. Like, yeah, and Marner's just like, well, we won, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I still yeah, love Marner. True. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, interviews, you saw Jakub Voracek uh, that with the guy that reporter. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he asked a shitty question. I forget what he's like. Something like. Is it different? Is this year different? Like, no shit, it's different, but is it different this year with everything going on? I think I forget the word he said. He used, like, a super specific word. It was like, oh, it was so good. That, 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 that was so funny. But that, but that was, and that was my takeaway was the guy asked, like, oh, is this year different than usual with COVID and everything? And then Voracek's just like, you're a fucking weasel, Mike. And That's what he said. You're a weasel. That's right. That's and, what he said. And here's the thing. So, I'm more into sports media than you are. Like I'm, well, of course, that's, I'm, your thing. that's my thing. So I'm more, you know, doing like the press conference and doing those scrums and all of that. I had no problem with it. No, that's a dumb question, and you know, dumb questions get dumb answers. <laughs> yeah. So with the you no, know, the Voracek thing, like you, you call a spade a spade. Like that's how I've grown up. That's how I've always kind of lived my life is like you call people out on your shit like 100 percent. like like if, like if this guy is being a shitty reporter or is reporting at shitty stuff editorial stuff not necessarily facts but editorial stuff you call that person on, out on that mm -hmm. so that's 100%. why that's why i don't yeah. have a problem because you, you call a spade a spade and it is what it is yeah it was it was you know for, for me it was funny and i have no like the reporter has a dumb question. Like, why would you ask that? Of course it's different. Like, talk about the game. Talk about, I don't know, if you had the points, like, talk about your goal. I don't know. Like, how is your life with all this I was, going? Yeah, I, yeah, you could talk about that too. Like, I, you know, that leads me to my kind of another thing with hockey players. Hockey players, are, they always answer the same, same questions and they always answer, like, the same way. They're, like, very... They're always. I have to good chat with my roommate about this a couple, like yeah, yesterday. Like hockey players are so like they don't have a personality. It, to me, like they obviously do, but they just don't never show it in the media, which is really really unfortunate because it would be cool. And I think we and we've talked about this at length before about you know the NBA markets players really well. Well, the NHL doesn't. They don't really have the ability to do that because their players don't market themselves. They don't show who they are as people they're just like oh they're really good at hockey like you look at mcdavid have you ever seen him smile um doubt him like yeah, when he scores the, 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 that, the, that, when i have to pause and hesitate to answer the when have i seen him smile that's a bit of a concern right and he's the best player in the league he's the face and you know obviously i love hockey but if i'm just like someone that's trying the game and i see yeah he's a very good player and yeah he's great at what he does but off the ice he just just seems like he's just very monotone and people may not like that people may like oh he doesn't seem like he's enjoying it that much like and i don't think i don't, I don't know how many people are actually enjoying playing hockey right now like this is the worst time to be playing hockey like just straight up like this is the yeah. worst time to be traveling from city to city to be with a whole bunch of 
dudes all going to different places after yeah. every game. I would um, be scared shitless. Yeah, like this is the worst time to be playing hockey. So I kind of get it if you're like not happy or you're fed up with something. But it's it's not even then. It was bef- it was pre COVID as well. Like and in the bubble too. Yeah. Like, yes. Like that's that's the whole the whole you know traveling with COVID. That's a whole other story, and that's you know obviously an issue we talk about lots. But um, it's just like guys no more. I look at like Ovechkin. I love Ovechkin. And I'm so happy he won the cup in 2018. And, but he's just a personality that's fun. And he's kind of one of the guys that got me into, you know, got me further and more into hockey. Like, yeah, I'm maybe a little outgoing and maybe a little loud. But that's what the game needs. And, you know, I'll quickly mention Schultz again. Schultz is kind of that same guy. Like, he's got a fun personality. He's a unique player on, on the ice. And he's got, you know, he's a good kid off the ice, like, Bring them on. Bring more players like that in the league. I'd be thrilled. I, I think I'm more outgoing and loud than you are, uh, personally. But that's up and that's saying, that's saying a lot, big guy. That that yeah, that's uh, that's, that's up for debate. Um, do you want to answer some uh, some questions that people have asked? Yeah, let's do part? it. Let's let's do it. Yeah. All right. So this first one comes from my buddy Scott, not you, Scott. The other Scott. Uh, he's in Washington State. Yep. Uh, Seattle Kraken. Are the Kraken Kraken uh, the playoffs year one? Yes. Is that your answer? No. Are they crack? Like, are they cracking the playoffs in year one? We'll have to see with the draft. Um, I want to say no because of the division they're in. Yeah. If I they were in a different division, I would say probably yeah. I, like in the, in the normal like the normal Pacific division, not like the the north. Southwest, yeah. I was just gonna say with the Kraken, I'm gonna say no, just because I think the Vegas thing was just such a one-off. Like I think that right. was just such a rare thing that I don't. I mean, we could see it just with how the NHL set it sets it up. It's totally possible. Um, I just don't know that it is. I don't. I'm gonna say no, just because I think it's more of an like what we saw with Vegas was more uh, abnormal than normal. So that's why I'm gonna. And say also it. with. With Vegas, they had a great coach, and all their players bought into the system, and they had a great goal. Yeah, and they, and they had, and Vegas, Vegas had a, a game plan and a style of just going about things that it just clicked and worked right away. Yeah, and that's why they went to the Cup Final first year. Yeah. So. Um, that's a good question. Good question, next, Scott. Next two questions. Yeah, thanks, Scott, for the question. Two questions are kind of Canucks P related. So okay. Chase asks, "What's wrong with Elias Pettersson?" And um, here I, I actually have an answer. No, 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 no. Hold on. So before okay. before okay. you answer that, uh, our boy Jevin, who's with the Left Side Heavy Pod, which we were yep. on a while ago, uh, around World Junior. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Really, you go follow his pod. Uh, go listen to it. Uh, he says PD has one point two three games. The Canucks are one and three. PD and the Canucks need a spark, but what needs to happen for them to get rolling? Okay, so I have a few. A, so kind okay. of, kind of some Canucks PD stuff, but I want to hear right. what, you, what you have to say. Okay, so Chase asked, "What's wrong with PD?" It's because he switched to CCM. Is that That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> he should stay Bauer. Um, all jokes aside, I think he was he was uh, wearing CCM in training camp, but he switched back to Bauer. Um, I just well. Remember the first, you know, some of the games. Um, JT Miller missed the first two games, yes, which doesn't help for their one their power play, and also all of training camp they didn't have, you know, they didn't have him for the power play, or they might have had him, but he was just. I don't know exactly what happened with him, but um, losing right. Miller did not help. It didn't help. You're right. Um, the Canucks have some new players. Let's not forget, and they're in prominent ish roles. Nate Schmidt's new guy. Niels Hoggender is, you know, second line forward. Um, you look at a guy like even Braden Holpe in the net. Like, they need to learn the system. And once once those guys get rolling, get kind of get things going, it'll get better. I still think the Canucks are a playoff team. Um, and everyone in Vancouver is slamming the panic button. Don't do it yet. If they're like this in after game 20, then I would be concerned. But it's fine. Like, Three games in, like, chill the fuck out. I would say if the Canucks are still playing like this, and say a month from now, I would be 
I would be worried. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it is with Petey. I don't know if he's ready for the role yet. I don't know if he his you know um, we both mentioned about him having a a breakout or another jump this season, and maybe that's just mm-hmm. lower than where we were expecting. Or maybe maybe teams have just game game plan against him really well. And again, you know, think about it: the three of the teams in their division play against them at least three times a year. So they've seen this guy a lot, you know, obviously all kinds of video. And I think with Petey, like, he's got to learn how to kind of fight through these these game plans, and eventually he will. What I'm, what I, I was going to say, what I'm interested to see is just they're home, uh, again, we're recording this Tuesday, so Wednesday night they're hosting Montreal. Yep. That's going to be their first home game since March. Since the yeah. pandemic, yeah. maybe that's what they need is just getting yeah. on the home ice and just playing a game in their own barn. And I get that there's no fans there and all that sort of stuff, but maybe that's what kickstarts a bit of a of, of role for the Canucks is just being yeah. able to play at home. For sure. And I, I find like playing, there's a sense of like, you know how the routine's going to work. Yeah, there's COVID, but at least you know what it's like. You know what, you, you know what time you're leaving your house to go to the arena. You know what time you're going to be at the arena. You know, you know, who should all be there in terms of training staff, what kind of, like, tape they have, or how you're, like, that sort of stuff. There's a bit more comfort yeah. with that being at home <clears throat> on the road. Oh, for sure. And again, you know, it's interesting, like, you know, listening to some rookies and stuff, like, going to cities for the first time, like, they have to adjust it. Like, oh, like, what are the guys doing? Like, they're not doing their own thing. But eventually, like, veterans get to this point where, you know, like, they have the routines. They have their favorite restaurants and their, you know, away cities. And this year is different, too, because there's a lot of restrictions now. So maybe they have to change what they do normally. And that could be the case for the Canucks. You know, they've yeah, they've got a young team, but they've also got some veterans on their team. And that may have a lot to do with it. So Maybe Jay Beagle needs to start taking up Fortnite or PlayStation with the boys. Is that what I'm, is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> I do you think with the Canucks, too, like, you have to be smarter. Like, I don't know if you saw their game yesterday, but that was a really awful second period. Like, that was a, oh, was terrible. That was a stupid and second period. A lot of dumb penalties, too. Yeah, like that penalty penalty, where you high-stick a guy 200 feet from your own net. Like, that's a... Like, that's a fucking stupid penalty, and you're smarter than that. And, Same with Tyler Myers. Matt and, Kachuk, yeah, he's a pest, but he wasn't doing it. But you don't punch him. You, yeah, you, you just don't push him out of You just push him out of the way. It's, it's like, and I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's just the, the boys that, who just want to get out of Alberta, and they just want to go home, and they just, yeah. like, they're just done with it. That's but, not coaching. Travis Green that won't, he doesn't, doesn't tolerate. No, just, but that, but, that, but that's that's discipline. Like you set that in the in the locker room on day one. Like you don't take stupid penalties, and you shouldn't yep. be taking stupid penalties. And right. and that, that's that's something that the coach has to establish. Now I don't know if Travis Green is going to go all torts and start benching guys, you know, left, right, and center. But I I just there's part. Of I don't me, think so. There's part of me that just says that you guys have to be smarter and you guys know better. And, and maybe and maybe that's what the difference is with the Canucks is that they just need some home ice and they just need to play at Rogers Arena. And boy, am I going to look wrong if they continue losing uh, at home against Montreal. Again, we yeah. talk about Montreal. They're no slouch either. They're really fucking good. They're a good team, yeah. Um, any other questions from viewers? That was all the questions. They were kind of a, two, a combo with the PD Canucks thing. Cool. Um, final like thoughts. It. Do you have any... I, I, I don't know. We mentioned it a bit briefly. Do you want to talk uh, about the uh, Holloway... Uh, not Holloway. Poirier-McGregor fight this week? Do you have yeah, Hol- Holloway, Holloway won last week. Holloway won um, last week. That's why I'm thinking about him because he beat Calvin Cater. Dominant performance, by the way. Go back and watch that if you haven't yeah. seen it. But Poirier-McGregor this weekend. McGregor's gonna win it. He's back in the U in the UFC ring, I, or in the in the octagon. I'm gonna go McGregor. It'll be a good. It'll be a good fight. I don't doubt that. But I think McGregor's gonna. 
it's a really good uh, it's a good matchup for McGregor in terms of favorable matchups because Poirier is going to stand up and box with him. Poirier is not going to take him down on the ground, so that's why I I would I I want to pick Poirier and and maybe I will just because no one else will. Like Poirier is a really cool dude. Good follow if you follow him on social media, but I, I this is McGregor's fight to lose, so that's why I just wanted to. Mention that cool. in because we got yeah. a big UFC fight, and we'll be doing a Instagram live after that. Whenever that fight fight ends, we'll be going live on IG to discuss the fight. Um, any other thoughts, things you want to mention before we go here? We'll be back again next week, Tuesday night. This is coming out Wednesday. Yeah. Um, every Tuesday. Every, every Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, no, I'm happy. You you let me talk about Stutzla and talk about my docs a bit. Um, John Gibson's still gonna win Besna. I still, I'm. Oh no, I picked I picked Hellebuck, but Gibson will be close. Um, see, when you're playing those one nothing trap games, it's and you're giving up maybe like twenty five shots a night. It's just kind of what the Red Wings are doing too. Like it's not like the Red Wings are that different from the Ducks, but yeah, I, I can't I can't give you a a Besna if you're getting you know the trap and the twenty five safe you know against. But yeah, if you're yeah, true. But if your save percentage is nine forty five and you have a goal against average of two, like under two, you're gonna win the best. We'll see, man. We'll see if Gibson. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, that, I guess they were in the pod there. Then uh, we got yeah a few things just to promote. With Monday, we announced uh, the live stream. That's what I announced on Monday yep. with our live stream schedule. So we got a live yep. stream coming up after the Poirier McGregor fight this Saturday night, approximately ten o'clock, because the fight or the fight card, main fight card, I should say, the pay per view fight card starts at seven p.m. Pacific. Uh, so I'd say about three hours, give or take, will be on the airwaves. Then on our Instagram live, uh, we'll be on our Instagram live February fifth, round when the Raptors play the Brooklyn, Net, Brooklyn yep. Nets. Uh, we'll be live around near the end of that. And then Hockey Night in Canada, Saturday, February 6th. You'll be there for that one, you said. You I will be on. there for that one. That's Oilers Flames Night, isn't it? Oilers Flames Canucks Leafs. I'm feeling the, the uh, big uh, throwback to last year. Remember last, to, to 2020, we had Hockey Night in Canada, Oilers Flames. It was an absolute shit show. And then the next day was Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Just like this yep. year. So I might be wearing my Blasty jersey by then. Uh, you might. We'll see. Maybe, maybe you should keep it in town for that game, that game, and then ship, and then ship it to me, and I can put names and numbers on it. After. The worst part about that is that now my dad says I'm a Flames fan, and I <clears> kind of don't want to be recognized as a Flames fan. I just like Kachuk and I like the Blasty jersey, but now I'm a Flames <laughs> fan. I can't wear it in the house here. Apparently, my dad says I I can't wear the the Blasty jersey in the house. I can't wear it in here, so it's not that's not great. <laughs> My dad's an Oilers fan, by the way, for people. Actually, both of my dads are Oilers fans. Uh, yeah, my, my dad grew up in Edmonton. Yeah, my dad was born and he in was, He was uh, 21 years old when the Oilers won their first cup. So Good he time. was, like, in it. He was in, the, like, part of the heyday, like. That's the only, yeah. like, be- that was the best. That was the only real good time to be an Oilers fan. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> yesterday, Monday, I announced the uh, Instagram Live uh, schedule. So be sure to get tuned into those when they come out. Uh, yeah. t- today, I mentioned the podcast schedule. So, yeah, we're doing this every yep. Tuesday for probably a month or so. A uh, new Ian McNaughton show. I'll be doing my own podcast coming up February 1st. So be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, I have an announcement to make, unless, Scott, you want to make the announcement. But there's going to be announcements coming out every day for the rest of the week here. Viewers, send us your questions. Three questions is good, but we want more. We want more questions. Send us anything. Send us, like, I don't know. It we definitely gonna, sports. I was going to say, culture, I was say we were, we were going to talk about basketball today, and it just never worked out. But um, And Teresa, uh, name drop, but Teresa still wanted me to, uh, what is it, driver's license? She wants me to do a, an Instagram live uh, listening to that, and I've never heard of it. I didn't even know it's the number one song in the world. I've never. I think it's a. It's apparently it's a TikTok song. I've never. Yeah, heard that's the what, song. that's what Teresa was saying. So, so anyways. Yeah. Uh, oh, quick, quick note. Ian, you play Fortnite now. I heard the boys got you on. Yes. Fucking right. 
I did play Fortnite. There, there is an announcement. That's why coming of, about that. There is an okay. announcement coming about that. Is it coming tomorrow? It's coming tomorrow. <laughs> 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 this is going to be the way if people listen to I mean, actually what I need to do is get the announcement out before the podcast, so remind me to do that. Uh, don't yeah. want to spoil it too much. But yeah, so there is a, a SYP announcement tomorrow regarding Fortnite and gaming. How about that? Oh, perfect. All right. I know what it is, but perfect, yeah. Alright, perfect. Um, anything else that before we go here, be sure to listen to us on YouTube. Uh, be sure to listen to us on Spotify. You can watch us on YouTube if you want. I mean, you could do whatever you want, really. It's 2021. Life's a little, you know, Life's an oyster, pretty much. Just make what you want. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, that's the pod. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Scott, for coming on. Uh, hopefully this podcast doesn't sound too bad. We'll, we'll do some editing and we'll figure this out. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. So, peace out. Good job.